try to think outside the box of just what you can do as a creator, because a lot of these things are going to optimize your business more so than even you as a creator. And making sure you have the tools in place to do that is really going to put you ahead of everyone else. And it is fascinating how many AI tools exist currently. So this is going to be an entirely different season of On the Horizon. I'm not actually sure if it's even going to be a season or from here on out, it's just going to be this ongoing weekly podcast update. But basically what I've decided to start doing is take our Twitter spaces, which happen live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard on the at Sexwork CEO Twitter account and repurpose them into podcast episodes. We've gotten phenomenal feedback from our Twitter spaces. They've been really educational which is something that I feel this podcast hasn't been as much of up until this point. I feel the first few seasons have been really, you know, educational in the fact that they go into like historical aspects of sex work and highlighting, you know, the landscape of sex work. But I think now that we've kind of already focused on those things, it's really important to harness and highlight the actual step-by-step tangible things you can take action on as an adult creator in the sex work space. So all of the future pods that you hear coming out, as far as I can tell right now, are going to be these repurposed Twitter spaces or even audio pulled from interviews and podcasts that I've been on myself uh, because I really want to give a lot of informational things to adult creators who are listening that they can actually take, put in practice and make money off of. For me, it's all about no gatekeeping and I really want future pod episodes to reflect that So that is why we're going to be repurposing some of our Twitter spaces. And if you want to listen to the content live and actually engage with me and interact with me live, feel free to tune in to our actual live Twitter spaces. Again, those are every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Twitter at SexWorkCEO. Now let's jump into the episode. Who misses free and affordable ads without the anti-sex work rhetoric? Assembly 4 is a team of sex workers and technologists from Melbourne, Australia, aiming to bring back free and fair advertising to the sex work community. They also give back to organizations based in harm reduction, sex work, and education. Stepping away from the clunky design of traditional platforms, their platform, Trist.link, is a refreshing and well-needed change in both presentation and mission. It's free to join and open to all. In the words of an A4 user, from the policies to the language to the advice and tips, it makes such a big difference to feel supported and encouraged instead of policed. Hello guys, welcome to Sex Work CEO's The Boardroom. I hope you guys are having a fantastic Tuesday. Um, I'm super, super psyched about today and about the topic. This is something I like unreasonably excited about which is AI and I want to kind of share all of that with you and the stuff that I've been playing with and learning about and the things that I think you can benefit from so thank you so much for not even just tuning in but like being so active and so involved on the Twitter thread that was talking about AI and the tweet that I had put out obviously you guys were super stoked about that kind of approach to business so I definitely wanted to make time to share all of that with you before we get started I'm just going to kind of go through my little spiel for whoever's new that's listening and maybe is less familiar so my name is Melrose Michaels I am an adult content creator currently I am 
active in the adult space. My history primarily is with eight years of live webcaming. That's how I got into adult. And then after that, I kind of made my name in the premium Snapchat space and then ultimately pivoted towards OnlyFans when the fan site trend kind of took um, over with our industry. And I have a lot of experience in other things like clips, creating clips, producing clips, everything I've made, I've self-produced um, by myself, solo or girl girl content. Um, and then I've also helped and gotten involved with, um, sorry, involved with sexting and I guess video and audio calls now on Sex Panther. That's a big pillar of my business currently. Um, the two platforms I'm consistently on and that are my main kind of bread and butter is OnlyFans and Sex Panther at this time, although I'm pretty much listed everywhere. I'm on ManyVids, FanCentro, MyFreeCams, StripChat, all of the places. So that is kind of a little bit about me and my experience. When I uh, began kind of this journey of figuring out my own career and my own past and the stuff I wanted to do, one of the things that I realized was that there's a huge lack of business marketing and sales knowledge for adult content creators or adult entrepreneurs. Um, that's what my background in education is in. And that's what I did mainstream. I had a marketing company before all of this kind of got started. So that's what made me decide to launch Sexwork CEO of just a way where I could educate a lot of creators on how to really run their businesses like businesses. And also I am of the opinion that kind of money is what moves the world. Although I don't wish it was that way. I do believe it is that way. So in my own personal philosophy, the more adult content creators I could help make financially secure and successful, the more resources we would have as a community to be able to do things like lobby Congress and get policy through and really make a difference in the way that I think is the only way we can. So that being said, that's kind of the mission of Sex Work CEO. Everything we do, we've put out for free. All the education is free. We have free courses on YouTube. We have a free podcast on the horizon. Um, that's hosted by myself and Jesse Sage. This recent season was hosted by myself and Lotus Lane. It's a fantastic podcast. It also talks about things that we don't often get to speak to through our Sex Work CEO channels, like full service work uh, and more. So if you haven't checked that out, please do. And then last but not least, um, if you aren't already, please follow us on all of our socials at Sex Work CEO on Instagram and Twitter, and then at SWCEO on TikTok. So with all that being said, um, I do want to get into today's topic. And if you are interested in following me, um, I'm tagged at the top of SexWorkCO's uh, Twitter. It's at Mama's Michaels on all platforms as well. If you're enjoying this podcast episode so far, please take one moment to share it with another one of your adult content creator friends, because you know what the rule is here. We do not gatekeep and we want to make as many adult creators businesses as easy as possible. And you sharing this episode with them might do exactly that. Thanks so much in advance. So the first things I want to get into here is just AI in general. So I know a lot of you guys saw my tweet um, that I had put out on my personal page. It was basically a tweet that I had entirely written by AI. And the idea behind it was that if I could get AI to write me a viral tweet or somewhat viral tweet, a tweet that would perform better than my typical tweets, maybe I could leverage it to get more subscribers than I would normally get on a tweet that I put out. So that was kind of the case study and the test that I did. And just to give you some context, let me read what the tweet was for you. It was very cheeky. It was kind of cute. And it was essentially just a way that I could try to be playful and funny with my subs or my followers on Twitter and see if I could get them to convert. So the tweet said, who says you can't have your cake and eat it too? Introducing my new line of guilt-free desserts, perfect for guys looking to indulge without ruining their gains. Indulge yourself here. And that's my OnlyFans link. And then it says, may cause overwhelmingly strong forearms. 
And that tweet and also has a picture of like a booty picture of me with it. So it kind of ties into the whole cake thing and the whole dessert thing. So that tweet alone, when I had tweeted it, it's gone. Uh, it had, has a lot more engagement now, but it got me over 170 link clicks, 170 subscribers. And then it got me over 22,000 impressions. And like I said, that was at the time I made this tweet, which was uh, about a few weeks ago in January. I say all this to say that there is now technology with the way AI has evolved to really get us or give us tools that will make our businesses grow a lot quicker than they have in the past, but also more effectively. So one of the things people talk about with AI and you know all of this coming down the pipeline is just their fear of it. And to that, I just want to express that while things changing in general are scary and when you bring AI into a picture, which is a technology that is self-learning and we don't really understand the gravity of the situation we're dealing with, it's also kind of inevitable. Like this is already happening. It is already here. And for all optimistic purposes, my my advice and the way I'm taking things is like this is just a tool. It's another tool in our toolkit that we can use to really supercharge our businesses and supercharge ourselves as humans to perform better in all aspects of our lives, really. So that being said, um, the first thing I want to talk about is ChatGPT. So ChatGPT is the one that has been kind of going viral all over the internet. If you're not familiar with that term, um, you can just Google it, chat, the letter G, and then the letter P, and then the letter T. Um, and it's kind of the main artificial intelligence that's been all over social media and all over YouTube. So if you're not familiar with what ChatGPT is, it is a language model developed by OpenAI. OpenAI is the company that developed this. It's capable of generating human-like text based on input you provide, allowing for a conversational AI application or experience. So what that means is you basically enter kind of what appears to be like a chat box with this artificial intelligence called ChatGPT, and you can write it messages and it will respond to you. So if you can picture for all intents and purposes, just like a Facebook messenger, except instead of writing to a friend, you're writing to an AI. That's kind of what the ChatGPT model looks like. So that's kind of setting the stage for what all of this is. Before I get into like my favorite tools and these other programs um, that are also capable of AI and use the same technology, I want to kind of discuss ways that you can interact with ChatGPT itself. So if you're following along and you want to try to do this uh, in real time while you're listening, you can actually go to chatchat.openai.com. That is how you access ChatGPT. Again, that's chat.openai.com. And it should load up for you. Um, sometimes it's at capacity and it'll ask you to come back or it'll ask you to refresh or what have you. It's super, super busy. There's millions of people using this program right now in their software. And actually it's the fastest growing technology that we've ever seen. So I think it was something like ChatGPT hit a million users in five days, whereas like Facebook and other companies, Angry Birds took, took years. So it's quite fascinating the way it's growing. So if you can't get in, which I actually can't even get it right now, totally understand, but let me open up another version. So if you're listening to this as well, you can actually go to beta, B-E-T-A, B-E-T-A dot openai.com slash playground. So I wanna talk about both of these versions of ChatGPT today. So ChatGPT for me, it won't let me in. Playground does let me in. Playground looks a little bit different than ChatGPT does. Essentially, it looks like a chat box, but without kind of the bells and whistles of like the button to hit enter, you have to hit control enter to get a result. 
back to ChatGPT for a second. One of the main things you need to know about ChatGPT as an AI is that it, it is not adult use case friendly. So sexually explicit content is going to be a violation of their terms of service. So it's not going to do all of the things for you the same way it could do them for you as a mainstream business company. So like if you're a mainstream business and you wanted ChatGPT to write you a newsletter, you can go in there and say, type in, write me a newsletter that's 500 words long, that has a funny tone about um, social media marketing. And it would spit out this well-written copy for a newsletter that you could just copy paste or copy paste into your newsletter program and tweak around a little bit. But you can even add thoughts to what you've submitted to ChatGPT. So the interesting part about this AI is that it actually remembers your previous conversation. So if you write something like, make me this newsletter, make it funny, whatever, you submit it, it gives you a copy and you're like, okay, that's pretty good. That's a good start, but I want it to be longer. So you then write, make it longer. And then this ChatGPT is going to give you a new version that's even longer. You can respond with things like make it wittier. It will make it funnier. You could respond with things like make it flirtier. All of those language uh, requests, ChatGPT will provide for you. The only time that you run into this issue with adult content is if you're asking it things like write me an erotic story. It's going to cut you off and shut you down. It's going to say that's a violation of our policy. We can't do that. And then you're going to go ahead and continue writing other things. The interesting part about this is that when you log into ChatGPT, you're going to have multiple conversations with this thing. And every time you talk to it, it learns more and more and more. So it's learning things about the way you type, the way you talk. It's learning things about you and it's trying to sound the way you're requesting it to, which as a byproduct of us being humans and thinking and talking like ourselves, the AI will kind of start to simulate that about us, which is really interesting. And I want to point this out because although... ChatGBT doesn't allow adult content or adult-related conversations in it per se, I have gotten it to just for mine using it for like, I'm testing things for sex work CEO and I'm testing things for like our newsletter and whatever. I've got it to be open about writing about adult content creators. So for me, if I say, write me a newsletter about how adult content creators can improve their traffic, my chat GBT because it's learned so much about me and I've asked it so many questions about adult content and adult content creator education, it will give me some of those things. It will talk to me about OnlyFans. It will do some of these requests. So be mindful of when you're communicating with chat GBT, the way you speak to it and the way you kind of dance on those lines of it not being directly adult, but being a question regarding adult things like adult industry or adult spaces it can kind of dance around some of those uh, content policies. But if you do run into them, it's not the end of the world. In my experience with ChatGPT currently, even though I'll get warnings and it'll kind of like yell at me about doing certain things or saying certain things, I haven't been kicked off yet. And I've really pushed limits. So I do want to include and let you know that it will warn you, but I don't know what the repercussions are if you keep trying to get, a, you know, write me copy for a tweet about my OnlyFans directly. I don't know how that's going to play out long term or if it's going to kick you off the service long term. No one has really seen ChatGPT do anything about violating its content policies yet. So keep that in mind when you're playing with this and you're talking to it. My advice is to interact with it as if you're a mainstream creator and then just tweak it with the language and the spicy kind of saucier verbiage after you've copied it from a mainstream thing. So for example, when I was writing my tweet that said, um, who says you can't have your cake and eat it too. 
the prompt that I gave ChatGBT to get me this viral tweet was, hey, ChatGBT, can you write me a viral tweet for a U.S. audience ages 18 to 45, primarily male? So the more you get, give the AI in terms of uh, specifications and the way you prompt it, the better the response you're going to get is. So because I asked it for a viral tweet and I asked it to target a certain audience, it gave me this thing, this mainstream tweet about fitness. So the original ChatGPT response had been, who says you can't have your cake and eat it too? Introducing my new line of guilt-free desserts, perfect for guys looking to indulge without ruining their gains. So that was the original reply that had given to me. It targets the demo audience. It's likely to go viral. Um, and that I personally added, indulge yourself here. And I added my OnlyFans link. And then I added the part on bottom where it says may cause over overwhelmingly strong forearms to make it just a little bit more saucy and more playful and funny. So if you're interacting with it in that way, you're not necessarily asking for something explicit or asking for something that yeah, I guess explicit verbiage for your tweet. You're asking for it for something that's going to target the right demo audience. You're asking for something that has a high likelihood of going viral. And then you're tweaking it and plugging in your link. And then you're putting it out there in the ether. Now, something is just a little caveat. If you do play with ChatGPT in this way and you are, you know, asking it to write you viral tweets or asking it to write you um, a viral or not, say newsletters for your website, if you have a blog or something, play in this mainstream space and then test it with a tracking link to see how things convert so that you have a data set. So when I put this out on my Twitter, this this tweet about desserts and gains and whatever, I didn't put it out with the tracking link. So I only have the clicks off of Twitter's analytics to see how many people clicked it. And then I have the subs I earned from that day. And I didn't do any other testing that day. That's how I know how many subs I got. But if you're doing this, the correct way to do it would be to go into your OnlyFans or your fan site setting, get a tracking link specifically for that tweet to see how it really performs and then measure that against the tweets you typically put out yourself and how they perform. And that's gonna tell you if it's you know doing a better job of converting or doing a less good job of converting. So keep that in mind when you're doing this. Um, now this is gonna bring me to the next tool I wanna talk about, which is kind of a workaround for ChatGBT. So this is the one I told you about at the beginning of the space. This is called beta.openai.com forward slash playground. So this is actually, it's going to open up a big white screen. It's going to be a big box you can type in. Um, and then to submit to it, you can click a green button on the bottom left that says submit, or you could click uh, hold down control and hit enter. So playground is actually kind of the developer mode of OpenAI. Whenever ChatGPT is busy, I typically go over into the developer mode and just use this playground version. The playground version is not as thorough or not as polished as ChatGPT is. ChatGPT is a far more advanced, uh, superior version of Playground. Um, it's all the same AI, it's all the same technology. Playground's usually a lot more easy to get into because it has less users coming at it. But uh, what I do notice, and I'm telling you this at your own risk, is that if you are in Playground in the developer mode of ChatGPT, it will actually spit out explicit um, responses to you. But it will also warn you that you are violating the content policies. So again, you'd be doing this at your own risk. Uh, nothing has happened to me screwing around with this yet, but I can't guarantee that um, they won't ban you or ban your account for too many, you know, content policy violations or what have you. But I'm going to put in a prompt now in the playground version to give you an idea of what I'm talking about. So I'm going to say, write me a script. Scripts refers to like movie script or sexting script in my use case right now. I'm going to aim for a sexting script about, I'm going to say from first person, from first person being me, 
um, some first person about a woman on an airplane who meets a man and ha- hooks up with him in the plane bathroom. And I'm going to hit control enter. And then it's starting to write me back. So because this is playground, it's going to give me a lot more leeway on the erotic kind of writing that ChatGPT's final polished version doesn't actually give you. So just to give you an idea of this response, this is what it's already written to me so far. I had been stuck on this plane for hours and the boredom was starting to get to me. Glancing around the cabin, I noticed a cute guy in the row across from me. We made eye contact a few times and each time I felt a spark. I was starting to get a bit flustered. The flight attendant came by me with the trolley of refreshments and I took the opportunity to get up and stretch my legs. As I walked by, the guy smiled and I couldn't help but smile back. He asked me if I'd like to join him in the back of the plane. I was hesitant at first, but then I thought, why not? We went to the back of the plane and we talked for a while. It was nice to get to know someone new and I could tell he was, after talking for a while, we both started getting to get a, a bit more daring and we began to flirt. And before I knew it, we were kissing. It felt like electricity was running through my body. We knew what was going to happen next. And without another word, we headed to the tiny bathroom in the back of the plane. So that right there is pretty erotic writing, I would say. It's not technically explicit, but Playground will give me an answer like that, whereas ChatGPT likely wouldn't. So if I wanted to follow this up, I could write, describe in detail the sexual encounter that happens in the bathroom. Control enter. And now it's it's already writing back. And it, this is where I'll probably get the uh, content policy violation if I had to guess. Well, let's see what it says. So right now it says, the bathroom was cramped and barely big enough for the two of us, but we didn't ex- it didn't stop us from exploring one another. We started off by kissing passionately, exploring each other's bodies with our hands. I felt his hands roam all over my body, exploring every inch of my curves. His touch was electricity and I felt, okay, see, now it's finished writing and it gave me a content warning. The content warning popped up and says, Our content filter has flagged the generated content may contain unsafe language or may present ideas where the model is prone to generating insensitive or inaccurate information. We kindly ask you to refrain from sharing unsafe outputs on social media. Refer to our social media policies for more detail. Use our moderation endpoint filter to search out outputs in our application. So just click I understand and it's going to finish writing. So it flagged it, but it still completed what I asked it to complete, which is the caveat that ChatGPT wouldn't do. ChatGPT will actually stop writing, whereas Playground will continue the thought. So where we leave off? Well, getting more aroused by the second. He then started to undress me slowly and seductively. He let his eye, his eyes never leaving mine. He took his time making sure to touch every inch of my body. Once I was completely naked, he moved his hands down to my most intimate parts. He teased and tantalized me, made sure I was completely aroused before entering me. When finally entered me, I felt my body tense up with pleasure. He moved inside me slowly and gently at first, then harder and faster, blah, blah, blah. So you get the idea. The whole thing un- uh, is written out for you. Then you could easily copy this and convert it into a sexting script, which you can use in DMs with your fan. This could be uh, an erotic story, which you read verbally as like content, like ASMR content or video content. But you get the idea that when you're in Playground, you're going to get a- away with a lot more as opposed to in ChatGPT. In ChatGPT, you can still do the same thing. You're just going to need to be more, uh, I guess, reserved and conservative with your language. Playground will give you a little bit more free way or leeway, except you're going to hit that content policy um, warning. So just be prepared for that and understand that no one really knows what those add up to or if those will get you kicked off ChatGPT or OpenAI's Playground feature in the future. Currently, it just says 
we ask you not to share this on social. So um, right now, I think it's early enough where it doesn't really seem to matter, but I still caution you to do this at your own risk. So now, now that you know uh, Playground exists, again, that version of ChatGPT is beta.openai.com forward slash playground. That's the one that's going to give you more erotic writings. Uh, and again, when you're using this, just continue to ask it to go into more detail or continue to ask it very specific things because the only thing that limits your interaction with AI is actually going to be the inputs and the prompts that you provide it for giving you the right answer. So if you're not very specific or you don't know the right way to communicate with the AI, that's when you're going to have like a low rate of return of like quality content or quality copywriting. So it's really only limited by your ability to communicate effectively. So keep that in mind. There are entire YouTube videos and entire blogs dedicated to helping you write the right prompts. And this is going to bring me to my next part of this space that I want to discuss, which is kind of these other AI tools that are out there because everyone knows about ChatGPT. Hundreds of people are using it. I still literally cannot. Oh, it let me in. <laughs> it let me in. It says we're experiencing exceptionally high demand. Please hang tight as we work on scaling. So it finally let me in. But again, Playground version is going to give you um, a lot more options to get kind of that content that you're really looking for. So experiment with Playground and experiment with um, ChatGPT to start with. So let me get into these other tools now before we start to run out of time. So the other tools I want to talk about, there is a huge range of them um, that you can use. And it is fascinating how many AI tools exist currently. So the first I'm going to direct you to if you are following along and if you're in front of a laptop is to go to a website called futurepedia.io. So it's F-U-T-U-R-E-P-E-D-I-A. .io, futurepedia.io. This website, I have been living here the past week. It is essentially a library full of all of the AI softwares and programs that currently exist. So it contains everything from mid-journey, which is, uh, think of that Lenza application of AI where it could make, you know, pictures of you as AI. It's based off the um, software that mid-journey uses to make graphics and things. So as another example, if you saw that video I posted to our Sexwork CEO page yesterday, that news video that I was testing, the actual thumbnail of the girl, which is kind of like grayscaled, it's a picture of a woman with red duct tape over her mouth. That is not a photo. It looks like a photo. Um, that was actually a AI generated graphic made by Midjourney, which is a, um, a software that works through Discord where you type in and you describe the graphic that you'd like it to make and it makes you variations of that graphic. So an AI actually created that thumbnail and it's stunningly beautiful. Um, and Midjourney amongst a gazillion other types of AI softwares and programs are all listed on this website called Futurepedia. It is the largest AI tool directory um, in the world. So if you get on Futurepedia and you just start exploring, you are gonna see some of the craziest softwares and programs currently available for AI. So the first one that comes up right now, it says Namelex. Namelex will generate short, brandable business names using AI. So Namelex, N-A-M-E-L-I-X, that's a software on Futurepedia. Um, Writer, R-Y-T-R. Writer is an AI writing assistant that helps you create high quality content in just a few seconds. Um, that's $9 a month, it says, but you can obviously do that on ChatGPT for free. Playground AI. Playground AI is a free-to-use online AI image creator Use it to create social media posts, presentations, and more, $10 a month. Keep in mind, you can sign up um, on Midjourney, which is a free Discord AI, and you can get those graphics created for free. 
at least to a limited extent. Once you've used it too much, you hit a threshold where you have to pay. But for the first like day, you can make a gazillion images. Um, so again, Futurepeed is a great place to start if you're really interested in AI and things that could use to help your business. And I know all of us get kind of pigeonholed in this idea of, you know, just using AI to like make copy because copywriting is a hard thing for most people. And it can do that. Playground, which is, you know, free can do that. And ChatGPT can do that for you. But there's a variety of other tools on here that can do that for you. Um, Futurepedia will list tools that can help you write uh, emails. So you can be writing persuasive emails or sales ad copy emails entirely automated by AI and then plug in your OnlyFans stuff or your fan site stuff or your Clipstore stuff. And you can make that into an email drip campaign that gets sent out to your fans' email list every week or every couple days. So there's entirely automated newsletter softwares that do similar things as well. There is a software listed on Futurepedia called Tome, T-O-M-E. That one is a generative storytelling um, presentation software. So say you had to do a presentation at Expos or at Why Not, and you wanted a beautiful presentation, you could go into Tome, you could type in the topic, and Tome will generate an entire beautiful presentation for you in like less than minutes. So try to think outside the box of just what you can do as a creator, because a lot of these things are gonna optimize your business more so than even you as a creator. And making sure you have the tools in place to do that is really going to put you ahead of everyone else. In the last Twitter space, I talked briefly about uh, how there are tools for AI coming down the pipeline where you could literally re record your voice and this AI could talk in your voice and like type text to talk. So you could type something like a paragraph, maybe um, like a custom audio for a fan or an erotic story for a fan or something. And the software would read it in your voice and it would sound pretty damn good. Um, I'm actually playing with the software like that now. I haven't gotten, uh, it's kind of doing the, so there's a 24 hour process where it transcodes your voice and needs to really machine learn your voice before it'll spit anything out for you. So I'm in that process right now, but that software is called Descript, D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T. Um, it's a paid software, but I found that by looking on Futurepedia. So if that worked, that would be amazing because I could make way more custom audios um, at scale, potentially. And now I don't want to, again, get into too many of like the ethics with some of this stuff because that's going to be every creator's personal preference. If you don't want to do something like that, then don't do something like that. Um, I totally respect that. I don't know if that's a route I'm going to take. I just, I like to know what's out there. So I like to play with all of these things so I can tell you guys about them. One of the other things that come out is there's a program called Pictory. Pictory is a website where you can input a script, which you could have G G ChatGPT write the script, and then you could input the script into Pictory, and it's gonna auto-generate a full video with captions, which would look similar. So if you saw the news video I put out, I actually used the program Pictory for that. So it, it inputs its own um, background images and videos. A lot of it is stock footage, but really well done stock footage. It puts your script and captions over the video. And then you have an entire video that you can post to YouTube or to Twitter if you want to like use it as a lead gen source. So by, for example, I wanted to start doing this news um, video thing on Twitter because I think that a lot of us as creators, we probably don't read every Expos article or read every newsletter from Free Speech Coalition. Um, so my thought was if I could summarize kind of these news points and then put them into video format and put them hosted right on our YouTube channel, that maybe when creators are coming to our YouTube in search of education and courses, they would, as a byproduct, consume the updates uh, on our industry news-wise. 
And if we can keep more creators more informed, then I think our community is better off as a whole. So simple things like that, depending on what your business looks like as a creator, if you have any side businesses, et cetera, you can be implementing a lot of these tools, uh, which will also cut a lot of costs for your business. Um, Descripts, that one I mentioned earlier that does a lot of voice stuff, it actually is mainly used as a video editor. It's very interesting the way that they've done it. And you could edit entire videos for a podcast on Descript very simply. You could launch a creator podcast as a byproduct because now you don't need to pay an editor. Um, to give you an idea, for my cost with my editor on the Horizon podcast by Sex CEO, we're running about $6,000 to produce a season of that podcast. It's very expensive. Well, now I have AI tools like Descript where I could probably produce it in half the time and with a subscription to the program, which I think is like 24 bucks a month which as you can tell, like that's gonna bring our cost down tremendously or tremendously. So considering that these tools are out there and looking at Futurepedia, um, that library, to kind of explore what things are there and what you can incorporate into your main business as a creator or your side businesses that you may be having um, as well. Think of it as twofold as not just making things faster or better, but also cutting your cost because not having to have a human do these things is gonna be widely cost-effective and oftentimes even better because there will be less margin of error. So a few of the programs I wanted to just mention, these are like our honorable mentions outside of Futurepedia. Most of these I found on Futurepedia. That's why I wanted to harp on that a little bit. If you start there, you're gonna have access to everything I've stumbled across more or less. Um, so I wanted to talk about one, which is promptbase.com. I found this on Futurepedia. Promptbase.com is essentially a library. Um, it's a library of prompts, which you could use for ChatGPT or other AIs. But what makes it unique is you can also sell prompts on PromptBase. So if you go to PromptBase.com, P-R-O-M-P-T-B-A-S-E.com, you're going to see wild stuff. It's basically a storefront. So you're going to see retro food stickers by Midjourney. Midjourney is the one that makes you graphics. So if you pay $1.99, it's going to give you the exact prompt on what to put into Midjourney, that Discord graphic generator, to get stickers that look like these retro food stickers they're selling. Another one, Optical Illusions for $1.99 on Midjourney. If you purchase this, you're going to get the prompt to create these wild optical illusions using Midjourney. And it just goes on and on. There's Animals Wearing Human Clothing's prompt, Metallic metallic Icons prompt, Technical Explorations of I don't know what that is prompt, um, Custom Painted Game Controllers prompt, all of these things. And these are just the Midjourney ones. There's other ones. So there's a prompt you can buy for $2.99. It's called Social Media Strategy for GB. Uh, chat GPT-3. So if you purchase this prompt for $2.99, it would give you the prompt on what to type into chat GPT. You would write it and it would produce you an entire social media strategy. How incredible is that? Um, another one for $2.99, there is an SEO optimized article writing prompt for chat GPT. So now for all the future blog posts that I write myself for Sexwork CEO, I will either buy this $2.99 prompt so that I know my blog's going to be SEO optimized or if I'm in ChatGPT, I can include that and prompt it myself. So I could say, write me a blog post about how to attract more traffic as an adult content creator. It's going to spit out a blog post for me. I'm going to tweak it a little bit. I'll probably respond, say, make it funnier or make it wittier or make it flirtier. And it's going to revise that version of the blog for me. And then I would prompt it to say, make this SEO optimized so that I rank higher on Google. And then it's going to rewrite it for me in that way. So these are all prompts you can kind of come up with on your own as well. But if you're not good at prompting and prompting really is the skill set that's going to change 
The future here is knowing how to communicate with this AI through prompting. You can always go to promptbase.com and purchase a prompt, usually for a few bucks, that is gonna give you exactly what you're looking for. There's literally a prompt here for Stable Diffusion. Stable Diffusion is another program similar to Midjourney that spits out graphics and images. And for this prompt, it is lingerie Polaroids. For $4.99, it'll give you a prompt to make lingerie Polaroids. So there's weird, wild use cases out here. And you can browse this entire promptbase.com marketplace. Or if you come up with a prompt on your own, you can sell it for a few bucks. And people are buying these up like crazy. And this is a great way to generate passive income. If you really are someone who's interested and understands AI, you should definitely look into prompt base. Now, I want to go back to some of these other tools before we run out of time here. Um, one of the other ones that I really liked was app.getmunch.com. Funny name. But it basically turns long-form videos into data-driven short clips. So if this is the one that I tested, let me see if I have a login for this. I think this is the one I tested. Yep, I believe it is. So get lunch uh, AI, let's see. It basically, you can upload um, a podcast or you could upload anything video-wise into uh, app.getmunchai. And it's going to take that long-form video it's going to find the most enticing or interesting parts of that long video, and it's going to turn it into Twitter clips or Instagram reels or TikToks for you. Um, it's going to not only just crop them differently and edit them for you, but it's going to spit them all out within like. So that's a great one if you're in the podcasting space or if you do webinars or if you do any kind of long form video that you can put on mainstream social, that app.getmunch.com is a really cool tool. Um, Creative Reality Studio. DID. Um, this, what is the website actually? So if you go to studio.did.com, it creates videos from photos. So essentially, if you wanted to make a presentation where you're talking or an avatar is talking, you would enter the script and you would pick your avatar or upload a photo of yourself and that you would be the one talking in the video doing the presentation or you would be the one, the avatar that you made for yourself would be the one talking and giving the presentation. So if you do any kind of similar to what I do with like educational courses, this could be a really great tool for you. Um, what are some other ones? Peach.ai.com. So this one turns your content team into unstoppable creators. So the way that this Peach one works is that you get to save years of time and experience by creating a variety of content and improved content much more quickly. But again, this applies more to social than it's going to apply to your um, adult creator business. Um, another one that I think is really interesting is um, instantly.ai. This is for email campaigns. So if you wanted to make a really good email campaign, you didn't want the the challenge of prompting and sorting it out yourself on ChatGPT, you could use instantly.ai. Papercup.com, which is one I'm personally excited about. Papercup.com is language dubbing by AI for your videos. So potentially with all the courses we put out for Sexwork CEO, I could sign up for this papercup.com software and have all of our videos dubbed in Spanish for Latin creators or have all of our videos dubbed in Romanian for Romanian creators so that we can open up to a wider audience all for pennies on the dollar of what it costs to actually hire someone to script and redub your videos. So that one was really, really interesting. Another one that I found that I thought was really cool, although it might not work for the creator side of most of your businesses, it's called donotpay.com. Donotpay.com is the world's first robot lawyer. So 
it can literally help write you cease and desist letters, get you out of traffic. I'm going to read some of the features that it can do. So um, airline flight compensation hacks, analyze term, terms of service for you, animal control. I don't know what that does. Uh, annul my marriage is an option. Appeal a banned account is an option. Appeal speeding tickets, appeal toll booth tickets, um, breach of contract agreements, break my lease. It can help you break your lease, cancel anything, cancel timeshares, car lease negotiation, um, changing your mailing address. Uh, there's crazy ones in here like child support payments or child consent travel forms, um, closing bank accounts for you, concert ticket scams, compensation for victims of crimes. All of these things, um, oh God, this list is huge. You could literally read this for, for days. Do not mail me, donate plasma for cash, egg donor rights. This is like, it goes on wildly. But um, file a police report, all of these. File an SEC complaint, um, find discounts, lost airport items. All of these things, this lawyer, this AI lawyer can help you do, which is pretty wild and will be way cheaper than hiring uh, an actual lawyer. So I wanted to mention that one because it might be able to help you guys out in real life. Also, this one is called mentioned.ai. It will scan your content to identify people and companies you've mentioned, and then you can send email campaigns to them to let them know. So mentioned AI is something I'm looking forward to using for SexWork CEO because when we put out our newsletters or our email campaigns, we'll often mention tools that we're playing with that have helped our creator businesses. So I know in the past I've mentioned FanWire to get better analytics on my OnlyFans. Or obviously I mentioned Sex Panther a lot because that's like the second pillar of my business is on Sex Panther. Um, so if I had this mentioned.ai running, it would scan my emails or it would scan my newsletter campaigns and it would email those companies a notice saying, hey, Melrose Michaels with Sexwork CEO mentioned you in this email, have a look and make them aware of it. And if you're trying to grow, like I'm trying to grow a business that's driven primarily from funding on the adult company side and not from the creator side, that that could be a really useful tool because if these companies can see me mentioning them and talking about them, they're going to be way more likely to work with us. So if you have any kind of affiliate model to your business or if you have any kind of um, coaching business or if you have any kind of mainstream business, maybe an art business where you send out a newsletter and you want to tag um, or have art suppliers know that you mentioned that and maybe you can work out a collaboration or a brand deal because they see you mentioning them to give you free or discounted art supplies. Like, honestly, the use cases are endless. It's just limited by our imagination at this point. There was a program called Write Holo or Holo, W R I T E H O L O dot com. Write Holo is a story writing uh, application. It's about writing novels, it'll help you write books. It does say that you can have NSFW romance novels, which is why I put this on the list. I haven't gotten to play with it enough to figure out if I could get it to write in NSFW. Um, I don't see how I could personally, because I know it's a violation of the policy, but it, it claims it can. So I did want to include it on the list. That one, you guys are going to have to explore a little bit more yourself because I have not got it to do what I was hoping it would do. Um, Descript, I already mentioned, that is that voice dubbing um, and video editing software that I've been playing with. And then the last one, or second to last one on my list is runway.nl.com. It's app.runwayml, letter M and L. Com. Runway ML is great for removing things from video. So this one's super interesting. Say that you're taking a video um, of scenery and an airplane flies through your video. None of us, I mean, most of us are pretty basic in our video editing um, skills and we use pretty simple programs like maybe Premiere Cut or a phone app or what have you. 
but there's probably no way that you listening nor I would have known how to remove like an airplane out of a video. I would just have left it in there and gone about my day. But with this program, app.runwayml.com, you can literally remove an entire airplane or an entire object from a video. So another example of this would be if I was filming sex work CEO courses and I accidentally left a Starbucks cup on my desk and I was like, oh, they could sue me for trademark infringement, which they can, by the way. I actually had to refilm the whole barista content video for my OnlyFans because I had Starbucks logos in it. So don't do that. Um, I could remove that cup out of the video and no one would be the wiser using this app.runwayml.com. So I wanted to make you aware of that um, because I think it would be come in handy if you maybe you film in a part of your house and then you discover there's a photo behind you of, you know, your marriage photo of you and your husband or a, a photo of your child that you didn't realize was in the, in the clip and you want to remove that, you can try using um, app.runwayml.com. So those are the primary tools that I've discovered that I think really will change the way we do business. And I wanted to share them with you again. The only thing you needed to hear or even write down, I would say from this Twitter space is to check out futurepedia.io because all of these tools are listed on Futurepedia, which is the library of AI tools. And again, a lot of these things, if you're clever enough or you have the right prompts, you can do a lot of the same actions using ChatGPT, using Playground, or using um, an image generation tool like Midjourney, which is my preference, but there's also Dolly, which is D-A-L-L-E. Let me see the website for you, Dolly. Yeah, Dolly to OpenAI. So if you go to openai.com forward slash D-A-L-L dash E dash two, and you log in, that is where you can generate images on Dolly. So that one you can just type in, say you're looking for a robot riding a unicorn, in the sky behind some rainbows and you type that in and hit generate, it's going to generate a variety of images that match those descriptions and are wild. So there's a lot of people in the art space, digital art, who are using Dale or Midjourney or Stable Diffusion. Those are all image generating apps. Um, and what makes this so unique and so exciting for me is that instead of paying someone to create graphics for you, you can come over to one of these image gen apps and describe the graphic you need and it will come up with it itself. And then you have an image that you didn't have to pay $600, $700 for from a graphic designer. And now you can put it into your social stuff. You can put it into your videos. You can kind of do whatever you need with it. So again, if you want to get an idea of the image power that these softwares have, just look at the video we put up on Textbook CEO uh, on Monday. It's that news video. It talks about uh, anti-porn propaganda. And it has a thumbnail that was completely generated by AI, it's a grayscale woman with uh, red duct tape over her face to give you an idea of the quality and, and just the things these AIs can do with graphics. If you want something that looks really realistic from some of these graphic AIs, you need to make sure to include words like hyper-realistic um, and get very critical with your prompts. So hyper-realistic woman with red duct tape over her mouth that looks distressed and hit enter and then it'll start generating images that match those qualifications so again you know anything that limits you here with ai is really your ability to communicate it with it effectively and you always can fall back on something like promptbase.com and purchase those prompts to communicate effectively with all that being said i did want to touch on one more thing i did announce today that i will be um taking on because i've been i've had overwhelming messages lately for mentorships and consulting was actually why I started the Twitter spaces to begin with was so that I could teach everyone everything all at once and I wouldn't have to do kind of the consulting stuff. But 
I do advocate for listening to your audience and giving them what they want and trying to help as much as I can. And I do understand that some people are way better learning styles when someone's showing them how to do things versus just reading about it or telling them about it. So I did open up um, some time slots to do some like more hands-on mentorship. So if that's something that interests you, the tweet is pinned in our space. It's not the main thing I'm going to be doing. It's not it's not what I think the purpose of the company is. It's just something I have a few hours to dedicate to. So if you want to be one of those that hops on that, you can book um, the call, which will come with an overview of your business. It will include an outline of actionable next steps for you to take in the next 30 days. Um, and you will have one-on-one access via text message to me for the 30 days after your video consult so that I can stay in touch with you and help you solve any problems that come up. And if you don't make the cost of booking the call, which is like $349, because that's what an hour of my time costs me not doing my normal jobs and being a creator, um, I will refund you 100% if you don't make that back within the first 30 days after a call, because that's only an extra $12 a day. And I am beyond confident I can make all of you guys listening here um, an extra $12 a day in 30 days. So um, if that interests you, go ahead and do it. If not, totally fine. I put out tons of free information and it's valuable information. And if you are the kind of person that is a do-it-yourselfer, as long as you have the information, you should be just fine doing it yourself. I, I really believe that. So um, if you'd rather have the accountability of me kind of being there with you more intimately, that is now available. Um, I'm going to try it through February and see how I feel about it. I don't know if this will be something I continue to do. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to make you guys aware of that. That being said, I hope you enjoy the Twitter space. I know it's a lot of information. I'm sorry if I overwhelmed you. It's just something I'm so excited and passionate about. And I wanted to share kind of all of these tools in a place for you to explore these tools um, ahead of next week and our next Twitter space. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. Make sure if you're not already, you're following us at SexWorkCEO on all socials at Marvelous Michaels is my personal. Um, and then if you haven't already, please check out our podcast on the horizon. There's a lot of great interviews and powerful information there about the landscape of sex work, digital, and full service. It would be absolutely incredible if you rated this podcast five stars and left a little review. We want to get this podcast to as many adult creators as possible, and you taking a second to leave a couple stars and a review really helps us do that. Thanks so much. Without further ado, just thank you so much for tuning in, and I can't wait to talk to you again next Tuesday. Who misses free and affordable ads without the anti-sex work rhetoric? Assembly 4 is a team of sex workers and technologists from Melbourne, Australia, aiming to bring back free and fair advertising to the sex work community. They also give back to organizations based in harm reduction, sex work, and education. Stepping away from the clunky design of traditional platforms, their platform, Trist.link, is a refreshing and well-needed change in both presentation and mission. It's free to join and open to all. In the words of an A4 user, from the policies to the language to the advice and tips, it makes such a big difference to feel supported and encouraged instead of policed.